At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hello and welcome. Another day at My Guys in the Desert. Stormy Bon and Tony with you for the next hour live from Circus Sportsbook. And we've got a fun one on tap. It's Tuesday, so we've always got Hot Take Tuesday. We're going to update our Be Better standings and a lot more. And my guys today, let me tell you, they're top tier. We're going to have VEASAN's own Wes Reynolds on the program talking all things NFL and World Series. Johnny Avello of DraftKings give us the book's perspective on everything going on, as well as Cole Kubelik, ESPN and SEC Network college football analysts get the lay of the land on the college football scope and the big marquee SEC games coming up this weekend. As we always do, let's get it started with our top five stories, things that we need to know that impact us as betters, starting with Monday Night Football. It's a great scene out here at Circa, by the way. But the Saints beat the Seahawks 13-10, to a game only a mother or a sports better could love. It was a, ter- it was a terrible game, terrible ending. I know that's harsh, but it was pretty bad. Seattle does ultimately cover the four. Under hits, uh, under 41, fifth straight under for the Seahawks, mind you. And forget Teddy covers, Geno covers, guys. 7-0 against the spread, his last seven starts, six of them as underdogs. But when I say this one was ugly, a combined 5 of 25 on third down for both of these teams. They were over in the first half. And if you're Seattle right now, how frustrated are you? Two missed field goals in a game that ends up being a three-point difference in this one. And on both instances, too, Geno Smith was sacked, which pushes you back even farther. It's just little things that Russell Wilson does that elevate the game. And he masked so many of these issues for the Seahawks, for Seattle's O-line. And it was kind of an interesting admission from Pete Carroll post-game, too, saying, you know, I've been with Seattle forever but I probably wouldn't have been at the helm as long if we didn't have Russell Wilson. Rounding out the Monday football talk, though, for the Saints, it was the Alvin Kamara show. They rode his back all game once again, 51 rush yards, 128 receiving, and a touchdown, while becoming the fastest player in the NFL to reach 3,000 yards in both categories, just 66 games, four games shorter than any other player. Number two on our list, the New York Jets have traded for Joe Flacco. They're bringing him back. From the Eagles, trading a conditional 2022 sixth-round pick for the former Super Bowl MVP. A reasonable move here, though, for the Jets with rookie second overall pick Zach Wilson out for two to four weeks. Sprained PCL and no real playable backup at the position. Like, I mean, no disrespect to Mike White or journeyman backup Josh Johnson, but they were ride or die with the rookie, Wilson, and now it's the latter of those two. So you want to be the slightest bit competitive this week or moving forward? 
You need somebody in there that can get the job done. Flacco's been there, done that. Jets host the Bengals this week as 10.5-point dogs, total 43 in that one. Um, and like I said off the top, a little, you know, forward thinking too. This is his second stint with the Jets. He played five games with the squad last year, 2020. Number three on our list, you know, the team that traded him away in the Philadelphia Eagles. Is it maybe time for Minshew mania in Philly? Well, according to the Athletics' Bo Wolf, it might be. He, he tweeted he would be surprised at this point if we don't see Garner Minshew start some games this season. Wolf said head coach Nick Sirianni needs to back Jalen Hurts completely until he's ready to make a move, even if he's considering it behind the scenes. But if Hurts continues to regress, the two and five Eagles will, quote, owe it to themselves to give Minshew a look. Uh, very interesting, I think. Eagles at Detroit this week, laying three and a half in the Motor City after falling to the Raiders this past week. And wasn't a Awful, awful game for Jalen Hurts. Not a great one. Two touchdowns, 50% completion percentage on the day. Ten touchdowns, four picks this season. Sirianni did say to media yesterday that after the Flacco trade, after trading him away, they do feel really good about Minshew being their number two. So who knows? Maybe Minshew mania is coming. Next one on our list, 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan has officially given the nod to Jimmy Garoppolo that he will be the starter for this week's game against the Bears. San Francisco three-point favorites in Chicago, total 39 and a half. And uh, what an ugly game that will be. Can't wait. We also learned that Trey Lance will be back at practice this week, his first time getting reps since injuring his knee. But Shanahan says, you know, he's sticking with Garoppolo despite, you know, awful week seven start. 27 attempts, Garoppolo had 181 yards, one touchdown, a pair of picks, and a lost fumble. Hopefully he doesn't repeat that against a bleeding Bears team. Time to give a little Packers COVID-19 update. We told you yesterday the defensive coordinator Joe Barry as well as star wide receiver Devontae Adams were both placed on the COVID-19 protocol list, and today they added another name in that wide receiver room, Alan Lazard also being put on the COVID-19 list. Not all bad news just yet, though. You know, depending on vaccination status, Adams could still potentially test out of the protocol if he's asymptomatic. We don't really know a whole lot on that yet. The Packers don't give out that information. As of now, the team is preparing for life with wideouts Randall Cobb, Equinamia St. Brown, Amari Rogers, and Robert Tanyan. Also saw reports, though, that Marquez Valdez-Scantling is hopeful to return from the IR. They'll see how that progresses. Packers at the Cardinals on Thursday night football this week. Six and a half point spread against the undefeated, the lone undefeated team in the NFL right now in the Arizona Cardinals. One of the biggest games of the year to this point. And you're going to be missing some marquee figures, it looks like. Time to look at a few lines, betting lines, betting splits, some things that have me scratching my head. So let's play a little game called... Tell me why! Tell me why the Titans are only one and a half point favorites over the Colts this week. I do not get it, okay? Titans five and two against the spread coming off three straight wins. The last two against Buffalo and Kansas City absolutely crushed the Chiefs. It was a dismantling. And are we watching the same Colts team here? I don't think so. Wins are against the Dolphins and Texans and a struggling 49ers team that I just referenced. That final score, by the way, in that game this weekend, 30-18, to not indicative at all of how close that game truly was. We know that if we watch the game. Came down to the fourth quarter, things fell apart. It was more San Francisco self-inflicted wounds than Carson Wentz or the Colts being great through three quarters Carson Wentz had more yards on defensive pass interference calls than he did actual passing yards again a one and a half point spread Titans Colts I just I don't get it tell me why tell me why the Chiefs are 10 point favorites right now against Anyone. I know it's the New York Giants. Jimmy Vaccaro, though, literally jumped for joy on the program yesterday that betters continue to back the Kansas City Chiefs because it makes absolutely no sense. They're still third on the odds board to win the AFC ahead of the Titans, Chargers, Browns, Bengals, and Raiders. So this week we've got a 10-point spread against the Giants. They still have the second-best odds to win the AFC West. At least they're you know not considered the leaders in that category. And only 14-1, to seventh-best odds to win the Super Bowl. Like, am I taking crazy pills? What is happening right now? Why is there still this false belief that the Chiefs are going to do something? Patrick Mahomes is no longer the great equalizer for this team's defensive issues. Okay, sixth straight game with an interception now. Nine of them on the year. 
I mean, that streak of six games is the longest since Matt Castle in 2012 by a quarterback. And at three and four, their Chiefs, their their the Chiefs' odds to make the playoffs percentage-wise dropped from 89% to 43%. This is a team that at the beginning of the year we thought was going to go 17 and 0. Not even close. I feel like Mean Girls, like, you know how they said, stop trying to make fetch happen? Like, stop trying to make believing in the Chiefs happen. It's not going to happen. Tell me why. Tell me why. Reporters are out here asking Mike Tomlin dumb questions about USC. Just, just take a listen to this. Guys, I don't have time for that speculation. I mean, that's a joke to me. Um, I got one of the best jobs in, in all of professional sport. Why would I have any interest in coaching college football? Um, that'll be the last time that I address it. And not only today, but moving forward. Never say never, but never. Okay? Anybody else got any questions about any college jobs? There's not a booster with a big enough blank check. Anyone else? All right. Thank you. Anybody asking Sean Payton about that? You know, anybody asking Andy Reid about stuff like that? You tell them, Mike Tomlin. I'm so glad that I was not a reporter in the room, by the way, because the way that those eyeballs were popping out, giving me Tomlin takeover, glare of death. Yeah, I'm glad I avoided that. But this was all started because Carson Palmer went on the Dan Patrick show the other day and he was asked, you know, if he as an alum has any input in the coaching search moving forward. And he's like dropping all these teams and names and Mike Tomlin's name comes out of his mouth. Like, stop with the rumor mill. We're not in high school. This isn't USC anymore. Just go back to retirement, Carson Palmer. No worries. But, like, I get that the Steelers are struggling this year, but Mike Tomlin is one of the best coaches in college football. The Steelers have never had a losing record in the regular season with him at the helm. I understand that they're 3-3 three and three this year, but they just won back-to-back games to get back to 500. They're feeling a little bit confident about themselves. You know, they've got a bye week. And then what are you dropping? USC. USC. Give me a break. Never say never, but never ask Mike Tomlin about USC. Tell me why. Tell me why. Everybody is out here sleeping on the Atlanta Braves, okay? Especially here for game one. Listen to this betting split. 83% of the betting handle tonight is on the Astros run line. I Come on, people. Braves plus 120 on the money line today, plus 130 for their series price. And, and everybody's sleeping on my bravos here. Charlie Morton on the mound tonight. He's been solid this postseason, despite not having much to show for it. Okay, he's 0-1 technically. But listen to this. Game one against Milwaukee this postseason. Took the loss, even though he allowed just two earned runs on three hits in six innings. Um, he had one walk and nine strikeouts that game. Game three of the NLCS against the Dodgers. No decision in a 6-5 loss, despite limiting L.A. to just three earned runs on three hits in five. Plus, they have a solid bullpen, as Steve Buchanan told us on the show yesterday. The Braves keep getting upset after upset. They just knocked off the defending World Series champs. They have a bullpen. They have the necessary bats. Braves are giving me Team of Destiny vibes. That's all I'm saying. Chop on. On the other side of the break, really excited to welcome in Wes Reynolds. He'll join the show to continue our World Series conversation. And it's Hot Take Tuesday. You won't want to miss it. Get ready. This one's a scorcher. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. 
Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on v the Sports Betting Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to My Guys in the Desert, this segment presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and hassle-free tobacco alternative that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime so you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, coffee, and citrus, Zinn can be found at convenience stores nationwide so you can find your Zinn wherever you are. Zinn's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet, no lingering smell, plus it's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement to your everyday. Also, Zinn comes in two strengths, so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zinn contains nicotine. It's only for adult nicotine consumers 21 and up. Learn more and find your local retailer at Zinn.com, Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Stormy Bon and Tony here, my guys in the desert, live from Circus Sportsbook. It's time for Hot Take Tuesday. My producer, Stephanie, gives us a couple of statements. I determine how hot the take is, starting with, the Lions will win their first game of the season this week. Not hot, Steph. The Lions are definitely going to win this week, okay? I They have hung around with good teams. I know that they're winless. They've hung around with good teams. Look at what they did for the majority of the game against the Rams. They're much better than their record shows, I think. And I think they are hungry for more than just kneecaps, people. If there was ever an opportunity to stop the bleeding, it's this week against the Eagles. Lions Plus 160 on the money line at DraftKings. The home dog is coming in the shape of a lion this week. I love it. They're getting the win. All right, what else you got? Derrick Henry will win MVP. Okay, that's we're getting we're getting hotter. This one's pretty hot. I would love to see King Henry be crowned MVP, but I, I just don't know if it's going to happen. They did let him play quarterback the other day, though, and that's the position ultimately that gets all the love. His one touchdown now, half as many as Justin Fields, but since 2001, a running back has only won the award three times. The last one was in 12 with Adrian Peterson, so he is on pace now to break the NFL's all-time single-season rush record. Doesn't appear to be slowing down. Like I said, I would love it, but the trouble is, Look at some of the names that are uh, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, stacked quarterbacks this year making significant impacts. Okay, last one we got. The Giants will beat the Chiefs this Monday. We're playing with fire here, Steph. I'll put the flames back up. We're playing with fire. Okay, y'all, this isn't fair because you know how low, how just severely low I am on Kansas City right now. Should they be a double-digit favorite? Absolutely not. But do you lose to the Giants? There's there's just no way. Daniel Jones isn't about to outduel Patrick Mahomes no matter how much he's struggling. Casey has to bounce back. If you want a week eight, must win. This is it, pal. Chiefs minus 10 at Arrowhead, total 51 and a half. What a, what a gross line that is. I need somebody to pick me up from some of these hot takes. So very happy now to be joined by VEASAN's own Wes Reynolds. Jack of all trades. Has the insight as an expert analyst on just about everything. Like, I'm not crazy, right? That line should not be double digit for the Chiefs. I know it's the Giants, but Wes, please help me out here. 
Yeah, I'm going to stay away from the Chiefs for right now, and, and I'm pleased to be the cold water on those scorching hot takes <laughs> here on Tuesday, Stormy. So, uh, look, I don't want any part of the Chiefs. I, after what I saw last Sunday and the fact that they're just not covering games now, I don't really necessarily want a part of the Giants either. But 10 is a very high number, obviously, check on the injury status. But this Chiefs team just might be a broken team at this standpoint. It blows my mind how much people just continue to back them. I said it earlier on the show. We talked to Jim Jimmy Vaccaro yesterday, and he literally jumped because he was so happy that the public continues to back them. Yeah, and, and why not? Because betters are getting paid if they're going against these guys. Uh, look, they were four, and I kind of thought, eh, maybe that line's a little short. You know, Tennessee off a home dog win over Buffalo, kind of getting a lot of love in the market, and then they go ahead and win as a home dog second week in a row. Well, we'll get back to the NFL in just a little bit. What I really want to talk to you about is this World Series finally getting underway today, Braves and Astros. I think people might be sleeping a little bit on the Braves this week. I You can get plus money, plus 160 for the series for the Braves. Do you think that's a, a valuable play, or just what's your lean on the series as a total? Well, no, I, I think the Braves certainly could win the series. I did not bet the exact outcome accordingly, and I don't have any live futures pending at this standpoint. But I do like the Astros in six if I have to make a prediction. I just think that they're too deep at the plate. And I think you've got a team that crushes right-handed pitching. And really, the only starter that's going to go for the Atlanta Braves as a lefty is Max Fried. So, look, this team is just is just really, really deep. Atlanta has been a great story getting this done without Acuna Jr., the MVP candidate, getting it done without Ozuna, and a lot of guys stepping up, and they made kind of some sneaky under-the-radar trades at the deadline, getting young Jock Peterson and also getting Jorge Soler, who's probably going to see a lot of DH time in this series, but I think it just kind of ends here for Atlanta, and I do like the Astros in six. Dang it, you're killing my Team of Destiny vibes, man, but no worries, <laughs> hey, no, to each his own, to each his own, that's why we do this, right, to see who ultimately is going to come out on top what about tonight do you think that there's a lean one way or another for tonight's game in houston the only one thing i played i did not play side or total here i actually did play a player prop here and Ooh, i played framber valdez over four and a half strikeouts even money you might be able to get plus money depending on where you shop this is just a really good matchup for him because this is a braves team that doesn't hit left-handed pitching very well and they really don't hit sinker balls very well and that's what framber valdez's bread and butter pitch is throws a sinker a little bit over half of the time curve balls as well so the braves kind of struggle against those pitches Pitches. And uh, Valdez, if you look at what he's done in the postseason, remember he went eight strong in his start in Boston last time out, averaging facing about 25 and a half batters a game. So that more than likely is going to take you deeper. And most of the starters have really gone for any team this postseason. So that's going to take you potentially into the fifth inning or the sixth inning. So I thought the strikeouts were a little bit low. A sinker ball pitcher usually is wanting to induce ground ball outs. But I think you have a Braves team that might be really aggressive at the plate, knowing what's on the other side in the Astros lineup. So I think you're going to see them maybe get a little antsy, not be patient at the plate, chase some of these pitches in the dirt. So Valdez over four and a half strikeouts for me. Always great when you can find a number like that that looks a little bit out of the norm for what you think that it should be. What about World Series MVP? As you look down the board and the different candidates potentially that could take this one home, what odds stand out to you? Yeah, the two I liked that were a little bit shorter for the Astros, I did like Carlos Correa at 12 to 1 obviously a very proven commodity in the postseason. And then you look at also Yuri Gurriel at 25 to one. I thought that number was a little big for a guy that did win the batting title for a guy that absolutely crushes left-handed pitching. I think he's like 965 on the OPS. So you've got a Braves team while they only have freed in the left-hander role as a starter, you go in, they've got Will Smith and Tyler Matzik and A.J. Minter out of the bullpen. We know the bullpens have been used more in this modern era of baseball. These starters don't exactly go six, seven innings anymore, so they're going to go to those guys early, and I think Gurriel could absolutely crush lefties. I'm seeing him 25-1 to one or so in DraftKings. I've seen him as high as 30-1 to one in the market. So those were the Astros I was looking at. I think if you're going with Braves, maybe a couple long shots are a little bit worse 
worth it. And that would be Jorge Soler at 35 to one. Now he did not play a lot in the national league championship series because of COVID-19, but he's going to be the likely DH here for the Atlanta Braves. So that means he's going to hit in the American league park in Houston. And if he hits well, he could possibly take away batting spots or uh, plate appearances rather from Adam Duvall in games three, four, and five, depending on how long the series goes. So Jorge Soler, 35 to one Dansby Swanson's a little bit of a reach at 40 to one. And he has not hit very well in the postseason. I think he's like 238 or 248 in regular season, 237 in the postseason, but he hits sinker pitchers very well. And he's going to hit, get a lot of sinker pitchers in this series. He's going to get Valdez tonight. He's going to get Jose or in game two, Christian Javier, Kendall Graveman out of the bullpen. So this is a guy at the bottom of the order. And there's a reason why he's 40 to one, because he's at the bottom of the batting order. This is a guy I think you could look at maybe at 40 to one for some pizza money. Lots of really good value on the board, it seems like. And you've got Alvarez and Freddie Freeman, of course, with the shortest odds to win the MVP of the World Series. Great stuff. Should be a fun one tonight to get things started for sure. Last question for you real quickly because we're running out of time. God, man, how about your Colts? Why'd they have to do my 49ers like that? And do you like them this week? I do like them this week. I already took them at one and a half, and I've also teased them up to seven and a half. This was two and a half on the look ahead. The Colts were laying to Tennessee. I know Tennessee beat Kansas City, who's a team that everybody in the media is just trashing all week long. Like, what's wrong with the Chiefs? That's been kind of topic A mm -hmm. on all these NFL shows. And it's like Tennessee's getting credit for that win, but Indianapolis is not getting credit for their win. Two and a half uh, favored on the Colts and now getting one and a half at home. I think this is an overreaction. And this is also the role reversal storm. When you get a team that has won twice as an outright underdog at home, Tennessee beating Buffalo, also beating Kansas City, now they go on the road as a road favorite. Give me the Colts here, not only plus the points, but I would tease them up and use them with Minnesota on a teaser leg. See, I like the, I like the teaser more than the, the play there with the original spread, but really great stuff, Wes, as always, although I am mad at your Colts. Thanks for the time. <laughs> Thank you, Stormy. Always a pleasure. <laughs> That's Wes, Wes Reynolds of VSIN. You can check him out every day on the channel. Uh, make sure you stick with us here. Johnny Avello of DraftKings coming up next. Give us the book's perspective and be better. Did they or didn't they edition? I'll tell you now. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. The Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh city casts are all up and running. And check out the LA city cast with Danielle Alvari. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. Stormy Bon and Tony with you at our VEASAN studio at Circus Sportsbook. And it is time for Be Better, Did They or Didn't They? If it's your first time listening to the program, every week I challenge a number of teams to be better and you step their game up. Now let's see if they actually listen to me or not. Teams just don't want to listen to me. One of these teams is the San Francisco 49ers. If you missed the show yesterday, we had a funeral for San Francisco's hopes and dreams, which to me should tell you that it was a resounding no. One in five against the spread this season after the 30-18 to 18 loss to the Colts, riding a four-game losing streak now since that 2-0 start. And that game with the Colts was closer than the score indicated. It did come down to the fourth quarter, but Jimmy G lost fumble, two picks, but he's the guy. He's a guy. Anyways, updated odds to win the NFC West 40 to 1 now. Tough sledding when you're behind the 7 and 0 Cardinals and 6 and 1 Rams. 49ers, no fun for me to watch effectively out of their division race it seems. My other team, I said the Washington Football Team's defense needed to be better and hey, they showed some life, especially considering I called them the most disappointing unit in football last week. Still a loss, but I'm going to take the win within the loss for the sake of this segment. It was probably the defense's best game of the season. There were some of the usual lapses, but the defensive front was great. The pressure was there. They sacked Rodgers three times, six quarterback hits, batted down a pass, blocked a field goal. It was really the offense that was the problem in this game. You get inside the Packers 25 six times and only come away with points once. Not a whole lot the defense can do with you there. Washington now in a three-way tie for last in the division. Second, I guess, technically, if you want to look at it, glass half full. 
It's the Cowboys and everybody else in the NFC East. And finally, the Saints. I called them Jekyll and Hyde because they are a roller coaster up and down every single game. But they did do what I asked, despite how bad the game was last week. I just asked them to win. Win two in a row. They got it done. Unfortunate for Saints backers, however, they did not cover for you yesterday. Three and three against the spread. Four and two straight up on the year and sitting at second in the NFC South. And like, hey, a win's a win. And we always win on the program when we are joined by the director of Sportsbook Operations at DraftKings, Johnny Avello, coming on with us. Thanks for doing this, Johnny. How are we doing today? Uh, doing excellent, excellent, Stormy. Thank you. Awesome. Happy to have you as always, especially game one day of the World Series. Houston and the Braves getting things started today. In terms of the series as a whole, where are we seeing the most money going so far? Uh, we're seeing money on the Astros. Um, so the series itself, to win the World Series, best of seven. Um, the, the Astros have taken probably about 70% of the money. Um, on the game tonight, we also, the Astros were very high, but I'm starting to see some Atlanta money coming now. Now, will that continue for the next couple of hours? I do not know. Well, I'm one of the people that was getting in on Atlanta today, so I'm I'm trying to help even it out a little bit. But yeah, when Thank I was look, when I was looking at the betting splits earlier today, especially with the run line, it was like 83% on the Astros. It didn't seem like there was any belief on the Braves. So nice to see some of it coming in, yeah. Yeah, and remember that was uh, on a on a game like today, 85% of the money's going to come in from you know 10 in the morning till game. And I'm talking West Coast time, mm-hmm. of course from 10 in the morning west coast till uh you know first pitch at five o'clock so you know that that uh those numbers are a little skewed because of the lack of cash that's in but as it comes in i look for those to level out a little when we had wes reynolds on the program a little bit he was pointing out a couple of different names for the mvp that could be potential value plays are we seeing money come in for that mvp spot yet we are um alvarez is getting a pretty good push. He's now a favorite at uh, eight and a half to one. Altuve, of course, at ten, and then on the on the brave side, uh, Rosario, uh, twelve to one, who was just absolutely brilliant in the uh, in the championship series. All right, interesting stuff. Hopefully, you know, we'll see who actually ends up winning. That's like one of my favorite things during the World Series is just to see who is that marquee player that steps up. Um, let's turn our attention real quickly to the NFL because there was some breaking news over the last two days about the COVID-19 situation with the Green Bay Packers. And we've seen that significantly impact the line. Where did it start and where is it now? It started at three and we're at six and a half, which I find to be a little absurd, to be honest with you. Uh, yes, there's a chance that you know, Adams might not play. And yes, there's a chance that defensive coordinator Barry won't be around. But, you know, what is Adams really worth? When you look at this team, they played well without Adams in the past. They still have some quality receivers, Lazar, Tanyan, and, you know, Scantlin's supposed to be coming back this week. So, and it is Aaron Rodgers. Is it Stormy? I think he's still the quarterback of <laughs> that team. Last time I heard. Last time I checked. Yeah, he was. You're right. Okay. Yeah, that gave so. The money is on Arizona early. Uh, it just seems like it's a, a little too much for, you know, one player not being there. Well, and just for to let you know, we did see just a little bit ago that Lazard also has COVID-19 from that wide receiver room. But the other guys that you mentioned, yes, all are good to go. So you asked the question, too, um, back to yourself a little bit. But, like, what is Adams worth? So let's say he does ultimately play. Do we expect to see that number shift again? Is he worth like a point to you? What would he be worth? I think Adams is worth a point and a half to two point. In this case, from the line movement, it looks like they believe he's worth two points, mm-hmm. two and a half even. So I could see that line if he does play. I could see that line coming back to probably four and a half. There were a couple other lines that I just personally had questions about that I need I need answers and I need you to help me out, Okay. So the Chiefs, double-digit favorites this week against the Giants. I know it's the Giants. Is that more of an indictment on the struggles that they have had versus the Chiefs being very good? Because we know people continue to back the Chiefs, and they haven't been covering. Yeah, uh, you know, the the Chiefs' power rating is 
is down a couple of points of, from where it was last week. Uh, so that there's the adjustment, and we're, it's even more of an adjustment now, the way the Giants played in, uh, you mm -hmm. know, Chiefs' performance for the week. But I still believe this game will get pushed back up uh, north of 10 points. This is the Chiefs' game to show that, you know, they're still the Chiefs and, and can be a contender. A loss here would be a crushing blow to the Chiefs, and I think it would end the season. Yeah, no question. They're definitely in a severe need of a bounce back. If there was ever a Week 8 must win, it's for Kansas City against the New York Giants. Another line I had a question about was the Titans-Colts one. Like, this is a, a virtual pick -em. It's a one and a half right now. Uh, but I guess most people, including myself, were a little bit surprised just considering how dominating the Titans were this past week and the wins that they've gotten over the Chiefs and over the Bills recently. Yeah, you know, we opened up on the – we put up these lines a week and a half in advance, and we did have the Colts a point and a half, and now that thing's moved to one and a half the other side. Mm -hmm. um, I think, it's, you know, the Chiefs – the Titans are having a great – year so far um so you know the games they're now the favorite will that the favorite hold at one and a half not necessarily uh i still think that thing's going to bounce around between one and a pick okay so aside from thursday night football just in terms of people getting in on action early what are maybe some of the most bet games in the nfl so far or that you anticipate them being coming up this sunday uh yeah i think the the biggest bet games are probably going to be the and, and there's a few duds in there, too. But, you know, the Steelers-Browns is usually a heavily bet game. Uh, Patriots-Chargers, for sure, in the afternoon. Uh, Tampa Bay and the Saints. And then, of course, that isolated game is going to have the most money of all the games on Sunday. That's the Cowboys at the Vikings at the 520 start. Yeah, that'll be a fun one. We love those primetime games, right? Uh, one more in the NFL, though, real quickly. What else should we know about this week's slate? Are there any other significant moves that stand out to you or have we laid it out pretty well? Well, you know, the Buffalo went from 11 to 14 over the Dolphins. Um, and yeah, I agree. Buffalo's playing real well and the Dolphins kind of a dud season, but the Dolphins have been in a couple games and this is a conference game where, uh, or division game where these two have played each other many times. Um, I think that moves a little extreme. I look for that to come back a little bit also. Uh, and then the Eagles are going up to Detroit. 0-7 uh, team against an Eagle team that looked just so awful last week. Uh, three and a half. Maybe the Lions possibly get their first win this week. What do you think? Oh, my gosh. I would love it. Just get one. <laughs> just get one. All right. One more before we let you go. College football. Where are we seeing the money? A couple of marquee games I know on the slate. Well, yeah, of course, you know, the, the game I think is going to write some of the most money, for, at least for the early uh, games in the morning. That's Michigan, Michigan State. Um, Michigan got the money early. I'm seeing a little bit of state money right now. Um, and then in the afternoon, some games that would have been good, Florida State, Clemson, which is not. Uh, and, you know, maybe, uh, I know, yeah, so the afternoon doesn't have in much. The Ohio State, Penn State should be the afternoon game with the most money. Awesome stuff, Johnny. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Coming back, SEC Network and ESPN analyst Cole Kublik. Stay with us. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Remember, everybody, download the free OddsTrader.com app if you want to compare betting odds from licensed sportsbooks. You can access injury reports, in-game action, and much more when you go to OddsTrader.com. Stormy Bonantoni with you on My Guys in the Desert. Time quickly for Are They Good? Some ranked teams right now are confusing me. Maybe it's because the college football world is upside down this year with ranked teams getting knocked off by unranked teams every week. Teams we thought were going to be great, not so great. So here are the ones that are closest to my heart that confuse me, starting with my alma mater, the number 21-ranked San Diego State Aztecs, 7-0, undefeated. But, but are they good? I'm not so sure. Their strength of schedule played so far, 119th out of 130th. Even their big wins are against Utah and Air Force. Showdown for the top spot in the Mountain West West Division this Saturday against Fresno State, who's 6-2. Aztecs favored by one at home. I just I just don't know. I well, Hopefully we'll learn a little bit about my Aztecs this week. The Penn State's still ranked higher than them, and we talked all about the mess that was that game with Illinois last week. Moving on to number seven ranked Oregon. They're plus 120 to win the Pac-12, plus 650 to make the playoff, 10 to 1 to miss. And we knew that this game with UCLA last week would be a field goal game either way. But is either team really that great? Oregon surviving off of a marquee win in the horseshoe against Ohio State. They had a bad, ugly loss to Stanford, nearly upset by Cal on a Friday night a couple weeks ago. Only dominant wins are to Stony Brook and Arizona. Arizona, by the way, longest active losing streak in college football. And even both of those games, guys, were close in the third quarter. I are Is Oregon good? Should they really be seventh in the country? Okay, number two. Cincinnati, another big question mark. They're plus 135 to make the playoff, minus 155 to miss. Fifth on the odds board to win the national championship. And this is a team I really like to get into the playoff this year. I want a group of five team in there. Cincinnati's looked like the real deal against lesser opponents. They looked like the real deal against Notre Dame in South Bend. And won every game this year by 10 or more points until this past week at Navy. And I saw this game up close and personal. So I'm not trying to make it too much of an overreaction here. We all know the triple option attack is a little different thing. And Navy had the Thursday game last week, so they had extra time to prepare. But the eye test thing for me, the sideline demeanor thing that I saw from everybody, I'm not sure who this team is. I don't know if they're the number two team in the country. Okay. Anyway, since this football season is throwing me for a loop, hopefully our next guest can help me provide can help provide a little bit of clarity for me on the situation. Time to bring in Cole Kubelik, college football analyst for ESPN SEC Network, also co-host of McElroy and Kubelik in the morning on WJOX 94.5. Cole, thank you for taking the time to do this. Are you as confused about this college football season as I am? Oh, no. Okay, we lost Cole momentarily, but we will get him back on the line in a second, and hopefully he can provide a little bit of clarity with us. We're going to go over the SEC college football slate this week. A lot of great games that are on tap. He and his crew, which I don't know, honestly, if any other college football crew has more fun than Cole, Tom Hart, and Jordan Rogers. There's actually a wonderful piece on Saturday Down South as he joins us back. Cole, how are you doing? I was just talking about how no other crew in college football has more fun than you guys. You just you have a blast. It's great. Well, thank you, Stormy. It's, uh, you know, that's kind of my other family. So love those guys, love being with them. Uh, they, they, they make it definitely not work. So 
it's uh, fortunate to be, fortunate to be a part of a crew with them every week. Yeah, no question. And it's fun for everybody else to watch that family on screen. I, I was laying out the lay of the land, all these college football teams that really confuse me this year. Do you think that Cincinnati deserves to be, when the college football playoff rankings come out, do you think that they are going to be in that top four or will they when things shake out or no shot? Boy, so much of that depends on what else happens. They definitely have a shot. Uh, I think if they win out, they're in the conversation. But, you know, you just, it, it, it doesn't take you long to really start to have a difficult conversation. When you think about, all right, if Alabama runs the table through the regular season, Georgia runs the table through the regular season, Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game, you think those two teams are probably in. Oklahoma wins out, they're in. Uh, now you start getting down to uh, an Ohio State, if they were to run the table, if Michigan runs the table through the Big Ten title game, they're probably in. What if Oregon's a Big 12 champ? They only have one loss, and it's to Ohio. It's at Ohio State. I mean, they're they're a team that probably should be in. So, by process of elimination, you could see them being pushed out very easily. But we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, we've had more AP ranked teams lose to non-ranked opponents this year than any other season in college football through through eight weeks. So more is going to happen. We're going to have surprises. We're going to have things take place, and. You know, if, if they win out, they're in a good spot, but they still need some help. I think if you're talking about Cincinnati getting in, are they in control of their own fate? I would say no. I think they still need a couple of other teams to go down. 100% agree with you, and especially with that very first thing that you talked about with regards to Alabama. If they go in that SEC championship and win it, it's a different game. But my question is, do they? Like, is Georgia really seems like the real deal, and if they keep playing, especially their defense at the caliber that they have, I think that Georgia should win that game, no? Uh, I would think so, just because that defense has just been lights out. And we've seen dominant defenses, good defenses, but we haven't seen many like this one. And just I, I think what sets this defense apart, Stormy, is the physical mismatches that they pose in so many different spots. And we know about Jordan Davis. You, you have, you've got him up front, a guy that has length, size, and then has the ability to move. I mean, you see him covering runs, you know, outside the tackle box, almost out to the numbers. He has the length to remove passing lanes. I mean, he is just a very different style college football player than we've seen in a long time. But then you've got Julian Rochester, Devonta Wyatt. They can go down and play inside at the same time. They can both be effective and be big. You know, Jalen Carter's doing good things inside. you got a bunch of different guys that can come off the edge and rush the passer. Adam Anderson can play star at 6'5", 240, and he can come off the edge as an edge rusher. I mean, it is, it's just scary the different kind of a guys that they can throw at you. Um, so it's, I, I haven't seen many defenses like this one, and it's hard for me to imagine Georgia losing any game when they're going to have that defense taking the field. Well, that's where I was going to go is to their game this week against Florida. What do you think in that one? It's a 14-point spread, the Bulldogs favored. You know, I, I, I think that you're, it's going to be interesting how Dan Mullen with two weeks utilizes Anthony Richardson. There are a lot of folks that just feel like he should have been the guy all along. The offensive line is actually playing better football for Florida, and Emory Jones has been known to turn the ball over. So if Richardson gets it, he at least provides you a big play threat. But the thing that would concern me if I was thinking about playing Florida in that game would be, you know, Georgia has seen mobile quarterbacks this year. Now, maybe not to the extent of what we're talking about with an Anthony Richardson, but you look down, they, they, they played against K.J. Jefferson at Arkansas. They played against Bo Nix at Auburn. They played against Will Levis at Kentucky. And D.J. Uyunglele in the first game with, against Clemson. And those quarterbacks have not really been able to sustain any kind of a rushing attack against this defense. So I think you're going to need a little bit more than just a quarterback that has some wheels and that can move. But Florida, Florida does have Jacob Copeland on the outside. They're solid at tailback. They're just not going to get any movement up front. And that Florida defense has found itself out of position multiple times this season. I think Georgia covers the 14. Number one team in the country, always a tall test. And there will be a fun one that you'll be at this weekend as well as a field analyst for the number 12 ranked team in the country, Kentucky, down at Mississippi State. Instead of getting your popcorn ready, are you getting your candy corn ready with Mike Leach's crew? Well, first off, I, I agree with Coach Leach. I think candy <laughs> corn is devil's candy. It is absolute trash. I don't, I don't trust anybody that likes it. And 
except for my four-year-old daughter because she actually enjoys it, which I don't know how and what happened and where she came from. But other than that, it's awful. Um, you know, this would be – I think this is – it's really a, a weird spot where Kentucky is right now because they go play Georgia. They, they don't fare very well. They add some points late. And then obviously, you know, just not a team that a lot of people look at and think, oh, this is a one-loss Kentucky team that if they can get past Mississippi State, they got a chance to run the table. I mean, you, you, and you, you think about the fact that this is sort of the end of that gauntlet of an October with South Carolina, Florida, LSU, Georgia, and then at Mississippi State. It's a team that I think Kentucky should beat. But coming off this run, you do get a bye before this game. Starkfield, tough place to play. Contrasting style game. I'm still going to go with the team that I know can run the ball and that I trust can play pretty good defense, and that's Kentucky. Now, State plays good defense, but they're a lighter defense. They're more of a twitchy defense. So I think Kentucky, if they decide to go right at Mississippi State, and if they can handle the movement that Zach Garnett, their defensive coordinator, is going to throw at them, they should be able to be successful. Great stuff, Cole. We ran out of time, but I just got to ask you real, real, real quick, does Auburn get the win over Ole Miss? I know those are your boys. Well, I've been going back and forth on that game. I think there are so many different ways that it could play out. I do think it's a good matchup for Auburn. I think they will have the ability to run the ball with Jarquez Hunter and Tank Bigsby, utilize the tight ends, misdirection plays. They've done a nice job that offensive staff has. But they have they have numbers in the secondary and a fast group of linebackers. That's going to be very advantageous against Matt Corral in the Ole Miss offense. So I'll take Auburn. Awesome. Thanks so much, Cole. Appreciate the time. Thank you, Stormy. That's Cole Kubelik, ESPN and SEC Network Analyst. Make sure you check him out 7 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. That's going to do it for My Guys in the Desert. Stay on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.